What's up, and welcome to Sons of Saturday. I'm Tyler Rojack, and I'll be joined by Luke Smith here in a second. We got the chance to talk to Kavari Russell last week and had a super fun time. He spoke very candidly about his experience at Notre Dame. We get into what it was like starting as a true freshman, going up against Will Fuller every day in practice, as well as everything that went down with the suspension and eventual return to Notre Dame. He's hilarious, and, and we had a ton of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it, especially now, because we're releasing this at a pretty tough time around the Notre Dame football program. As I'm sure all of you know by now, Lewis Nix, the former Notre Dame defensive lineman and fan favorite, passed away this past weekend. Big Lou was universally loved, not because of his skills as a football player, but for who he was as a person. He had such a bright and colorful personality, and in the days since his passing, there's been a huge outpouring of support from so many former Notre Dame football players, coaches, students, and faculty, and it's been really touching to see. I think it perfectly illustrates just how beloved he was by everyone he came into contact with. So I'm going to play this clip from an interview series Notre Dame was doing with its student-athletes way back in 2012 when Nix was a junior. Maybe you've already seen or heard it by now because it was making the rounds on social media. Then we'll do the Kavari interview, but I think this clip is a small but powerful representation of who Nix was as a person and why he'll be sorely missed by so many. And I think we can all take something from his words here in the way he lived his life, too. So here's Lewis Nix, and remember to always check on your friends, no matter what. I just have fun with it and I try my best to make people happy because I know they have a short time on this earth. So I, I love the fans a lot. People actually look up to me and that's the part I like because I like trying to set a good example. Shout out to the fans. Ooh. You got to tr stay true to yourself and that's what I do. I'm just chill, stay relaxed, try to, try to be the guy that breaks the ice everywhere I go. Don't like to be all serious too much. But I can be serious. I can be nice and... Before the game, how you doing, guys? I'll give you a hug, but I'm trying to knock you out. Not literally trying to knock you out, but make the play. We don't knock people out in Notre Dame. Louis Nix III, student, athlete, Irish. All right, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. We've got Kavari Russell on the show, one of the best defensive backs to come through Notre Dame in the past couple decades. And Kavari, you're fresh off an appearance in the NFC Championship game for the Packers, so we'll start there. How did that feel, getting out there and making plays on that kind of stage after such a weird season you had? Man, it was amazing, especially for me specifically, right? You know, I was, I think I was out for, what, close to a year, essentially, 2019. Uh, you know, I battled, I had another leg injury. You know, I broke my leg in college at Notre Dame, actually. And that, that, that specific leg actually flared up on me again. I have a metal rod and everything in my leg, but... For some reason, it kind of, you know, I had like a stress reaction, not a fracture, but like a little stress reaction just from overuse. And, you know, so I got released from the Bengals after three years, you know, going into training camp in 2019. And I battled free agency there, got signed to the practice squad, to the Chargers for a couple of weeks. And, you know, that didn't work out. And then, you know, I went on, you know, to the 2020, just being a free agent. Obviously, COVID-19 hit, made it even worse for free agents like myself. Like they weren't hosting workouts or anything. So it was, it was a long year for me. And then I finally got signed to the Packers mid-October. Practice squad got, got elevated to one game during the regular season. But literally was on a practice squad basically the whole uh, regular season. So for me to be active, you know, both our playoff games, you know, and also to make a play in both games on special teams, which, you know, I think I think is kind of what hurt me throughout my career. I really didn't excel much on special teams. But, you know, I was kind of rebellious, I guess you can say, towards special teams th throughout my career. I think, you know, a lot of guys are prideful, right? Especially when you kind of were the man, like, throughout my throughout your whole life. And, like, I was. Like, you know, I've always excelled in football, you know, high school, even, you know, I started as a true freshman at Notre Dame. 
So I kind of didn't want to buy any special teams, really, you know, throughout my career. I'm just be honest. I really, I, I wanted to, you know, get interceptions and make plays that way. So, but, you know, going as a free agent, I, I kind of changed my mindset going into, you know, my fifth year, you know, wherever I was going to get signed, I wanted to make plays on special teams. You know, I wanted to show guys I could buy in and contribute to this team. And that's what I did, you know, so it felt really good just, you know, uh, like I said, highlight, highlighting my journey, but to, you know, go out there and make plays on the big stage, even though we didn't get the win, unfortunately, which, you know, that was tough and it still is tough because, man, you know, obviously to see Brady get seven, obviously he went through us to get seven. So, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of frustrating, man. You know, I, I, I salute greatness, you know, he's the GOAT, but man, it's tough. It's tough to, you know, to, especially, like I said, to make some plays in the game and, you know, to come out short, it, it makes it a little bit more hard to accept it. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't imagine. But you, you mentioned there starting at cornerback in the national championship as a freshman. I, I got to wonder, how did you end up at cornerback when you were recruited as a running back and, and a pretty highly touted one coming out of high school? I like so the story on that. I don't know if many people know the actual story. So, you know, I obviously, like you said, I, that, another thing talking about being rebellious. Right. I, that was one, that was my first. I guess you could say moment in my life where I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm a certain way and I don't want to go another way. Like I was always offense. I didn't want to play no defense. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, I was, growing up as a young kid, like, you know, I was off, whether it was receiver, whether it was running back, I didn't care. I was on the offensive side, you know, in high school, I was like, I was an all state uh, DB, but it was more so just, you know, I'm athletic enough to, you know, be better than most of high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Realistically, yeah, accidentally all state. Yeah. Though. Like going, you know, <laughs> going, going on the field. I'm most likely, you know, most, every guy I go against in high school, I'm most likely to be faster, You're stronger, just better than him. You know, yeah. just better than yeah. him. Like, so that's kind of what it was on defense. I just, I, I did well on it, but I, I was an offensive minded guy. So even when I got to Notre Dame and I was learning the offensive playbook, you know, we got there early and uh, athletes get, you know, unless you graduate early, you know, we got there in June. So June, July, you know, training camps in August, June and July, I was literally working with Tommy Reese, Everett Golson, you know, the, our guys, TJ Jones, like, you know, Tyler Eifert. I'm, as a true freshman, I'm working out, you know, our, our offensive starters. Two days, two, three days before training camp comes around, you know, Coach Kelly calls me into his office. And he's like, we were thinking about switching to defense. I was like, I don't know about that one, Coach. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that one. I've been working on the playbook and offense. I've been working with Everett, all those guys. Like, I'm getting the playbook down. Coach is like, no, nah, we want you to play defense. I was like, I mean, why? He's like, I mean, we got a chance. for. We, we feel like you can go out there and start. And when he, and Coach Kelly told me I got a chance to start, I, at the end of the day, obviously I want to play offense. But realistically, everybody wants to just play, right? We all got a chance to play. I'm going to go out there and play. So he told me straight up in a, in a, uh, in a, in a meeting between me and Coach Kelly, he's like, you got a chance to start this year. I feel like you can go out there and compete for a spot. So I called my mom, called my brother. He's like, I think I'm switching uh, switching positions. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to switch the defense. They're like, why, why? And Coach Kelly said, I got a chance to compete for a spot. So, man, the first week uh, at, at DB was probably the ugliest week at DB I think I've ever seen a player have. Uh, it was rough. I ain't gonna lie. It was. It wasn't fun. It was, I, after that first week, I even told some of the guys, Bennett Jackson. That's my dog. Like to this day, that's my brother. But I told Bennett a few other guys. Like, I don't know about this one, bro. I'm about to go back to office. <laughs> I'll go back to office, bro. I can't do it. I ain't about to do this, man. And then I just kept, you know, stuck it out, kept going. And obviously, unfortunately, I became a starter because you know one of our teammates got he, he got hurt for the whole year. Low Wood. I don't know if you remember. He tore yeah. he tore his Achilles, and so he was out for the rest of the year. So when Lowe got hurt, you know, it, to me, I was at the time, I think I was a third string guy. And I was there just, I was just learning, you know, just learning from other older guys. You know, so the next day after Lowe gets hurt, in my mind, I, I'm not thinking that I'm going to be the next man up. You know, I was third string. 
<laughs> so we go into the meeting room the next day. You know, everybody's waiting for the depth chart to see how, how it adjusted. You know, I look at the starting depth chart. And I didn't even pay attention. Guys are like, bro, you see? Did you see? Like, see what? Like, bro, you they got you, they got you with the ones. I was like, what the ones? <laughs> I was like, who's with the ones? You're crazy, bro. I ain't with the ones. And sure enough, I looked at the depth chart. It was me and Bennett Jackson. I was like, wow, what? And not like the rest is history, right? Like you start, you know, started first game and it just kept going. I was like, man, like I'm really starting. And like I, I it's funny because I I started the first game but got scored on uh, against Navy and they're not even a passing team, right? Like, <laughs> I, like Navy runs the ball 99 percent of the time, but like I got like I, I think I got bombed off for a post route on like 50 yards. I, I was so damn nervous and everything. It was it was a rough first game, but I ended up doing well as as it went on. Was that even brought up like a position switch when you were getting recruited? Was no, that even like, on the table with any of the teams? So no, no, no. So people like some guys would say like even Coach Kelly, like Coach Kelly came here uh, to came to my house actually. And he told my family that we're recruiting him as an athlete. So but again, in my mind, my stubborn mind, I'm like athlete means wide receiver, slot. You know, may it, it could be defense, but I'm like nah, punt return, kick return, stuff like that, right? I guess he had plans. <laughs> they didn't tell me that a little, a little earlier than I liked, but you know, it, it eventually worked out, brother. But yeah, there, a couple of teams recruited me as an athlete, I guess. So that 2012 defense like changed the identity of the program. Brian Kelly came in as an offensive mind, and then the defense anchors this undefeated season. So what was that like for you, considering you didn't even expect to be with the ones to begin with, and then you're playing a key role on this defense? Ah uh, man, it was like for me, it felt it, it was uh, it was unbelievable, honestly. Because it's to to be able to go out there, and, you know, win at Notre Dame is one thing, right? Obviously, I mean, to win a championship is one thing. Then you know, to, just to win, you know, you you'll be in that in that in that crowd of you know people remember you like just like people remember us. Like people, we won a lot of games while I was there. So for me, it was it was amazing. Cause I think I was the only true freshman that started that year as well too. I think Elijah Shoemaker got a lot of reps, but I think I was the only one from my class that truly started every game that year. So it was special for me. Like it, it was special to be a part. Cause I know how, everybody knows, you know, how, how big it is to play football at Notre Dame. Like that's now outside of Alabama and all these other big time schools nowadays, even to this day, whether we win, whether we lose, like it's, it's a, it's a big accomplishment to play ball at Notre Dame. So to be su- as successful as we was and to be a part of it, it was great. But I, 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 I attribute to the, in my success to my t- my coach, my coaches and my teammates because coach, um, oh man. Coach Diaco, I'm sorry, my brain floor. Coach Diaco, our D coordinator at the time, he literally came up to me, I think, after the first game. I don't want you – like, I didn't study film my freshman year. Right? Let's get that out of the way now. I didn't know how, didn't know what studying film was. Like, Coach Diaco, shout out Coach D. Man, I ain't talking to Coach D in a minute, but Coach D told me, I don't want you to try to do, do too much. You worry about playing corner. You're a true freshman. I don't want you to try to learn how to study fit. Don't do that. Just play corner. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure you're fine. And sure enough, like the play call and everything, it, it 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 was easy. Like they made it easy for me. Like there, a lot of times I was in cover two. Like a lot of guys think I, I I played man when I needed to, but a lot of times they had me in cover two or cover three. They had you know a, a certain guy would roll over like just until like I think until like week seven is when they finally start putting me on my own. Like the first half of the season, <laughs> it's the easiest it's the easiest defense for me by far ever. Like like again. I, I, you know, I ended up being a freshman All-American, all, all these accolades and all. Man, they helped me get all that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, I like 
again, I have to go out there and do it. I'm not going, I'm not trying to sell myself short and act like I didn't put the work in. I did put the work in, but man, they made it easy for me. Like just to play with the talent we did. We had a crazy front seven, you know, obviously we had Manti, Carlo Calabrese, uh, Danny Fox, like our D line was ridiculous. Most of them guys in the league to this day, like, it was it was easy to play with those guys, but it was fun because I learned so much from so like how to be you know an elite player because there's so many elite players, man. I just seen it day in and day out the work that these guys put in. So it was good that they you know brought me under my wing and then you know held me to a standard to play at a high level. And going into the the USC game that year, last game of the year on the road against yeah. North Toronto, <laughs> you're definitely basically you're. you're yeah, you're one win away from clinching a spot in the Natty. And in the lead up, I remember there was a lot of talk about how you and the rest of the DBs would handle Marquise Lee and Robert Woods. Yeah. And not only did you guys keep them in check, but you had a huge pick, like right before the half going one-on-one with Lee. How did you feel going into that matchup with so much on the line? That's still my dog to this day, too. Marquise is actually a good friend of mine. So going into that game, so I mean, there was a lot of stuff at stake. Obviously, the national championship, but I had personal stuff at stake. I knew personally, I'm going to be honest. Going into that game, was that was the last game of the season, and in my head, I was like, in order to be a freshman All-American, you got to solidify something in this game. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I, I went into that game. I beat Bennett Jackson, because Bennett, to this day, me and Bennett are like brothers. We, we, throughout that season, we played some top guys, right? Oklahoma, Kenny Stills, you know, the, the USC guys, who are Michigan State. We played some big-time players that year. So every game that was like, you know, a really big-time game, no offense to teams like Purdue, you know, no offense to those guys, but – you know, the, the, the Michigans, the Michigan State, the USC and the Oklahoma game, uh, me and Bennett, we used to always say, like, money game, money game. This is the money game. Like, every time, it's like, they looking at this. So, going into that game, we was 12-0, and uh, 11-0, I think, right? 11-0 or whatever. Yep. So, you know, so obviously winning the game, going to the national championship. But, yeah, for me, I had also personal stuff. I was like, I'm going to solidify myself being a freshman All-American. I could go against these people keep talking about Marquise. He like he was having a big year that year too. <laughs> he was having, huge. I, yeah. I still I let me digress a little bit, go back and you know, back up a little bit. We watched the highlight tape on like I think the first day, you know, for of practice going into that week. Coach is like, this is probably the best team we're gonna play against offensively. You know, I'm like, we're like, all right, whatever, all right, yeah, okay. And they turn on this highlight tape with USC. <laughs> all you see is <laughs> all you see is Marquise Lee taking slants to the house. Uh, screens to the house. Then you got Robert Woods taking this to the house. This to the you start I, literally as a true freshman. I'm watching the film, just like, oh man, these. <laughs> hey, I was like, these are late. They're a little different. They're a little different. Oh, okay, so hey, after watching that, I was a little nervous. Just a little nervous. Not, not crazy. You know, I knew I, I knew my ability too, but there was a little nervous. I'm like, man, this is this on uh, national TV to go to to go to the uh, to uh, national championship. So it, was, it I, I had a little nerve going into it, but, you know, I always played at a high level, like especially when I played against elite players. Like some of my worst games were against teams or players that I didn't, you know, really think highly of. But my best games always came in like some big games typically. So I, I felt good going into it. And, you know, obviously I made that play. And it, for that, man, it was he hit me earlier with the same route. Like that's what happened. Like so, it's funny as a true freshman, I was able to recognize that going into the second time. He hit me with the same route. He threw it deep. And it was I, I think I actually got hit for a PI the first time. So the second time he did the same route, I just took off. And that's why I, when I seen this quarterback setting up, I was like, okay, running the same route. And then, you know, it's a play to be made. So obviously after that game, things didn't go as planned in the national championship game. But considering the preseason expectations, it was still an incre- incredible accomplishment to make it there. But that offseason was nuts. Like, what was that like for you and the rest of the guys on the team? Which was, say it again, say it again. Sorry, go it again. 
the off season after the 2012 season it starts with the Teo thing. Oh, that, and it seemed that, like every that, single week. Like, what was that like for you guys? Where every week there was something new. Oh, well, like I said, that's my brother. So I don't even want to highlight that too much. You know, yeah. shout out Teo. Like, I ain't, I'm not one of these people out here that's going, yeah, I'd never, like, you know, I'm, I'm a- Yeah, that was just one thing, though. But then like, Kelly, like every, yeah. Kelly's like interviewing. I, uh, <laughs> it, like, that all season actually kind of like vague to me right now. Remind, refresh me again. We had that. You know, Everett Golson suspended. Goals, damn, we did that. Oh, that was that. Year. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't. There was more. No, no, no. Was he? Oh man, it was that year. Dang. <laughs> oh man, that was. Like, I, like, you see, I, I block. So I block out stuff that, that that's a lot. To deal I with. wish I did too. Yeah. I try to block stuff out. That's a lot to deal with. That was a rough one. I mean, nah, he got me thinking about. Man, that was a lot to deal with that year. Yeah, and it's. So even like going go, dealing with that, bro, it was literally just fo- we had to just focus on ourselves, right? It was tough to do, especially with spring ball and then going to training camp, going to the training camp, knowing you know our quarterback's not even going to be here this year. Yeah, it was that that wasn't fun, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now, like just like you see in the NFL now, they like people trying to find a quarterback. Same thing in college, you ain't got a quarterback, bro. It's it changed the game. Luckily, we had a good backup. We had Tom Reese, who's played and started many games, so that saved us. I think we end up finishing that year nine and four. So I mean, it's at Notre Dame that's that's unacceptable. But to even go nine and four with your backup quarterback, even though our, our backup quarterback was a starter at one time, it, it was still something to to like look at. Like man, because even like the next couple of years, the next year I got we had other guys get suspended, right? So but they started off six and zero that next year. So it showed like how good our team was. Like even though that we had that rough year, over everything we've been through, we've we were always able to find find a way to still win win, win a lot of games. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like you said, the year had to be super weird with everything that went on and kind of just had to focus in on yourself. But like you mentioned that year, the next year where, you know, that happens, you guys get suspended and it kind of seemed scandal, to all of us. Boy, the scandal. It's, it seemed to us that you guys were kind of <laughs> just kept in the laugh. dark. That's how I, I, I get through by laughing, bro. It was, that was like, when people call it the scandal, it's hilarious to me. Like, because um, it, 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 it seems like it. like you look at all the skin like it was, it was made big bro that was crazy to to deal with yeah man. it seemed like you guys were just like kind of in the dark in terms of what was actually going to happen there the whole time and it went on for a while how how weird and hard was that to deal with when you just didn't really know what was going on from the other side of things that's what made it tough like like being suspended is one thing you know obviously you know i plagiarism got in trouble you know you know you guys with notre dame you know how the serious the honor code is and i, and I respect it too and I, I, I went against the honor code didn't you know didn't obey it so that's my fault but to be suspended is one thing but to not know how long or when it's gonna happen is, again so because we were told like we actually were told like that there was some you know academic dishonesty in like june right so like so really again i even you know, I got caught with plagiarism. You know, doing you know, utilizing stuff that I shouldn't have done. You know, ex- excess information. I should, I, should, like, I, I, but I've always excelled in school, so I, I take. That's why I'm okay with taking responsibility. Like, I'm not worried about no one judging me or anything. Because again, you go look at my track record. Like, it's not like I didn't know what I was doing. Like, yeah, I mean, right. I, 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 I graduated with three point nine in high school. Like, before I even started, you know, plagiarism. You, you do, I was using essays I shouldn't have used and stuff like that. Right. Like, I had a 3.2 at, at Notre Dame before I started doing that. So that's why I even talking about, like, I'm not ashamed of it at all. Let's just get that out the way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so along, so when they told us in, like, June, like, we're, we're, you know, we're investigating, like, academic dishonesty. And I was like, shit, it ain't me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like, because, again, I knew I, I, you know, I, I'm good at school. Like, school is not an issue for me. Like, I was like, 
damn, what, what, which one of my teammates is going, damn, what happened? Like, because, you know, we're coming off the Everglades thing. So I'm like, damn, who next, man? <laughs> I'm like, damn, who next, man? You know, right in hindsight, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe it was me. Like, but I look, I look, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then so July came around, you know, we're, we're all, go, you know, getting ready for training camp. So August comes around. Like, it's like the first, I think, I think we didn't get, I think they, it came out like two weeks at the training camp. So the, and I was, man, I was having a ball at this training camp too. My junior year, oh my God. I tell that, me and my brother were just talking about this the other day, actually. Like, I was, that was after my sophomore year, I was balling. Junior year, I was yeah, in my you were bag. like a preseason All-American. I was in my bag, man. I was in my bag. So I, we go into the year. I, I'll never forget this day. So I'm getting ready, getting taped up. And one of, you know, one of our player personnel comes to me, hey, keep, hey, keep our, we need to uh, talk to you. I was like, okay, I'll be there in a second. Like, no, 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 we need to talk to you right now. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. So, you know, I walk in the room. There's a few of us there. And then, uh, you know, I, we go, go through our interviews and everything. I was like, huh. And then they, they, they broke it down, like, while we're in, you know, while we're in meeting. And I sat there, I was like, oh, this is what they were talking about in June? <laughs> I was like, it's me? I was like, oh, no, this is crazy. So to deal with that, that like, it was tough to realize that. But then, like I said, once I once I realized it, I thought, you know, okay, whatever, it'll be done within a week or two, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll decide, we'll figure it out. I might miss a few games. Might even, you know, you know, however it works out, whatever. I'm not thinking, you know, it's going to take, like, the decision came out in November. But at that time, in August, I'm like, ain't no way. September goes around. I'm like, dang, okay. What are we still deciding? I couldn't go to practice. I couldn't do anything. But I was able to still go to class. October comes around. I was still suspended indefinitely. So I don't know. Like, at this point, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play this year. You know, I I didn't really know anything about that at all. So then, you know, November comes around and they suspend me for two semesters. So, now, they gave me an option whether you I could you know I could withdraw from that semester and miss the spring, which I ended up doing, and then came back the next year, or they said I could you know keep the credits, but I'm gonna have to miss this season. But then if I come back, I gotta miss the the spring and then next season. I was like, I make no damn sense why I would choose that. <laughs> so I'd have to miss you know the season I'm in and next year, or I could have with or I just do what I just did, you know, and withdrew that whole year that I already had, even the credits up to that point. So you know. From August to November, all those credits I had, I had to. It's like the whole semester. I withdrew all that. I didn't. I didn't get a credit from that semester, even though I did. I did essays and tests up until that point. They literally had. They told me that they took away all those credits, <laughs> so I didn't get none of those credits. I withdrew that. That counts as one semester. And then I missed the spring. Then I came back that following uh, June. But yeah, it was it was tough, bro. I'm just sitting there like aimlessly, not not no not knowing what's gonna happen, like just waiting on them. Like <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that was the toughest part. You seem pretty dead set though on returning to Notre Dame from the jump. Did you ever consider transferring elsewhere while nah, all that shit not, was going not, on? Not for me, bro. Like how I handle things in my life, like you know, it's one of the best traits I guess you can say for myself. Whenever I go through anything tough, bro, I handle it face on. You know, it's like I don't want to feel like I'm running. I don't want to run away from it. I don't even want the perception to look like I ran away from it. You know, so even when it happened, I had agents that hit me up like ASAP. Like you know, we'll get you to the league. Like you know, you know, you got you got a good track record of everything. No, this is just a bump in the road, and this. And for me, but I just didn't look right, you know, going to the draft after, after it, you know, especially at Notre Dame, you know, I, I had a dream of graduating there. And even if I, you know, left early, I was going to go back to graduate, but to leave on that note, I like that note. So for sure, when it happened, again, people were telling me, you know, go to the draft, you'll be fine, this and that. It just wasn't something I wanted to do. That wasn't, that wasn't in my mind at all because it's, it's not a good look. So even to this day, like, people respect me the fact that I went back. And it's like, again, I could talk about it and no one judged me about it. There's still people out there, I'm sure, that, you know, oh, yeah, I don't really care about what people say about that. <laughs> I ain't worried about the 
the, the fans or the anybody who, oh, you cheated on. I'm not worried about none of that. Like, trust me, I'm not. Like, that, it doesn't phase me whatsoever because I know, I know I know what I did was wrong, but I also knew I did what. Like to to get back, I did everything right, you know. So I can't, you can't, you judge me on that. Well, hey, call it what you want, but a lot of people wouldn't be able to go through what I went through and still come out on top, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. And and then once you did get that news that you'd have to be away for a couple semesters, how did you spend that year away from from ND and, and the rest of the program? Oh, for me, that, yeah, I, I actually took advantage of that moment to because I I had like a, a lot of self talk. Like a lot of self-talk that whole offseason for me is to, to, again, you had to kind of ignore the noise, block out the noise, right? But so I came back home and I got a job in real estate. So that was the first time I actually, and I wouldn't even say, it's like a family friend of mine who actually went to Notre Dame, who's from Seattle as well. He provided me a, like an internship in real estate. So I was working about 12 hours a week in real estate, just kind of enhancing my knowledge of, on real estate, just, you know, the commercial side of it, also the residential side. And it wasn't too much, but it was enough to just, you know, expand my knowledge and keep my mind, and, you know, going like so instead of just being you know sitting around and not doing much so i got a job in real estate i actually still attended classes at a smaller community college out here in seattle as well and i did full-time credit to where that could transfer over to notre dame and then also i was training about six days a week bro like it was a busy semester for me but it was like a i was mentally and physically you know working every day it was something i was doing every single day like i said whether it was school whether it was working out whether it's uh you know the real estate job i had and it was just every, it was day in and day out, bro. I was just, you know, focusing on myself, focusing on bro and taking advantage of that opportunity that I had to be away from school and be away from ball. Like the classes I was taking, I was taking classes I never would have took. Like I took ceramic class. I took certain history classes I never took. I took uh, a couple of theater classes that, like, you know, I'm a big fan of theater. And I was at a few plays at Notre Dame, but I even took some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you feel me? Yeah. So I, so I even took some, like, I, so I took advantage of the, like the time to be able to take classes I never could take while I was at Notre Dame's business school or, you know, get a job. I never had a, never had time to take an internship, right? So I use it as an opportunity, bro, and it, for, it it helped me grow. Like it helped me grow. Like I really learned a lot about myself, about you know, obviously real estate, but just you know other avenues, not just you know not just business itself. But like I got to expand my mind a little bit more. So I took advantage of that time, man. It was it was it was a good time, even though it was uh, during a tough situation. Yeah, we had Malik Zaire on the show. And yeah. he said that going into that 2015 season, you guys were fitting your rings after fall camp because you knew you had a roster cable of a national championship. If you think about it, man, let's talk, let's talk, let's get off the top of just that. If you think about before that season, like even like the guys that got hurt, like we we we, we ended up going ten and three, lost to Fiesta Bowl, right? Like you said I was Jalen got hurt, I didn't play. Like I I I don't like making excuses, but bro, they didn't get the whole us. You feel me? Like they right. didn't. Oh, like, not even close. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. guys banged up, like. But even with that, to go 10 and 3, bro, preseason, we lost Sean Crawford, Jalen, oh, I said Jalen, Jerron, Jerron Jones. Uh, we ended up losing Malik. I, I mean, I, there's so many people that was hurt that year. We used to, to still go 10. Oh, man. It was like, that's the best team to never win a ring. I, that's, we, we, we all say that to this day. Totally agree. We still totally say it to this agree. day. I, 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 trust me, I, the Brady Quinn era was great, too. I like that. They're, they're, they're very talented. I don't think talent itself, like, Bro, 2015's team was ridiculous, bro. I'm trying to tell you because we had everybody, all the young guys who was on the nap, who was on the ring team, and then we had some other like better players. Like we had like just talent wise, man. Come on, dog. We had a third string <laughs> quarterback basically. Like Deshaun, Deshaun was basically a, a third string quarterback. Are you serious? Like, come on, <laughs> come on. Like, our, our offensive line, all of them got drafted in the first and second round. Like, come on, are you serious? We had, like after that year. 
I forgot. I think we had two or three first rounders, two or three second, two or three thirds. Like, man. I mean, no. yeah, Matthias didn't even start on that team, and he ended up having a career in the NFL. Matthias, bro, come on, dude. Like, look at that. Like, that should tell you a lot, bro. Like, we had guys just getting workouts or even signed who wasn't even, like, getting get a rep. Like, it, bro, that's team right there. And we still we got a group chat with all of us, and we still talk about like, bro, our team will run through anybody. Like we got some young guys in there, our team would have run through any one of y'all. <laughs> all these ten win teams, you know, these last few years, even last year, this this past year, great. I, I love the team, but man, we would have ran through them boys. <laughs> ran through them boys. Their defense is good this year. They would not have stopped. Who gonna guard Will? Who gonna guard Will? Well, that that brings up a good point. Going up against Will Fuller in practice every day, like that's you guys iron sharpening iron. What was yeah. that like every day? I wouldn't go, so I wouldn't do one on ones unless he was doing it. Like that, it was it was that like it was that competitive. Like either him, him and Chris Brown. Remember Chris Brown number two? Yeah. So it, if 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 it wasn't him or Chris Brown, I wouldn't go. Like only time I, I would, <laughs> I'm telling you, very sometimes if it was Corey Robinson, I'll do with Corey. Like especially in the, in the red zone, if we're doing it with Corey, I'll go in the red zone. Big big body, but a lot of times I used to literally go to practice. Are you, are you going on one on ones? He say no. I tell everybody else, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, what's the point of me going? I ain't gonna. Yeah. I don't need to go against some freshmen. I don't need to go. I mean, yeah, like I said, unless it's Chris Brown or maybe Corey Robinson, I'm not getting better. No offense to the, no offense to none of my other teammates. I respect all. Of them. I need to go against Will. Like that's because at the end of the day, it's like speed wise, I'm not gonna get much faster than this. And then two is like, bro, like you said, iron sharp and irons, bro, like. I want him to go against me as well. Like he, like as yeah. I take I take pride in getting him back. Like the fact that how, how he transformed over his years. Because if you look at Will from freshman year to junior year, like two different, I mean, totally different players, right? Like I take pride in the fact the same here. I was a different player going against him. Like, like I helped him grow. He helped me grow. Like it was, it was great, bro. Every day, like it was because I was able to shed light. Because again, I played early as a true freshman, right? He didn't play as much as a true freshman. And then, you know, so I had a little bit of knowledge that, he, you know, he, he didn't. I was a year older and I played more ball than him. So there was a lot of things I was able to tell him, hey, this is what a corner, this is what a corner likes, this is what a corner don't like, this is how I attack this. this. And again, he was doing certain things with me, like helping me out, okay, what, what to, how to get better. So, yeah, that, that's like, even to this day, that was my roommate. Like, Will, I was talking to him the other day, actually. Like, that's my brother, too, man. Like, I'm close with a lot of them boys. A lot of people don't know that. Like, that's just so funny how fans, like, I, you know, because I'm hard on my team. I, like I don't know if y'all follow me on Twitter. Like I don't really use it as much, but I was talking back. I was talking like harsh when we when we getting blown out. I don't care though. Like it, I, I was there, blood, sweat, and tears. I'm here. I'm tired of hearing fans get on me. But I was in the locker room. I don't want to hear. You. I, I could say certain things. I was in there, but I, I seen and and felt what it's like. So I know the expectation. I, I'm tired of fans. Oh, you realize you gotta love your brothers. You don't know how much I love my boys. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know how much I actually love these boys. Like I love these boys too, but it's like it's like any other brother. If I hold my brother to a standard, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not no yes man. I'm not no like this, bro. You got to be great. And like I said, a lot of this stuff's unacceptable that we're, we're displaying at Notre Dame, just like it was when I was there. Just getting blown out by 30, 40, it's unacceptable, bro. Like there's no sugarcoating it. There's no moral wins, moral victories. There's none of that, right? There's none of that. So that's how it was even when I was there. It's like. Bro, it's about being great, being better. Like these, but like, but we're close. I'm close to all them boys, man. Like, I'm like said, but me and Will's like that's one of my closest ones. I'm close with is Will, but yeah, bro, like that's my brother. Like when I say that, I'm talking about like so. However, whatever I tell people, like it's like this though. Sorry to get off the topic, but I just had to say no, it. no, not at all. <laughs> all right, well, let's stay on it though. What do you think Notre Dame has to change? What changes do you think 
they have to make to sort of like get over that hump and start winning those games. You know, probably better than us. You've got more insight I mean, than I anyone. I do, but I try to stay away from that. You feel me? Like I, I don't. Cause, I hear you. Yeah, I'm not trying to get you I, in I, a trap. Like I, said, I can answer maybe a little bit of, it, but it's, there's parts that I, I'll say to myself, or there's parts that I might. Yeah, you know, I just, get that. You know, I tell me and my teammates, or me and my former teammates, I guess you can say, we'll talk about. But I never like. There's certain things that you know. It's just I, I, I can't go on a whim and just start. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, I got want, you. You yeah. feel me, bro? Like, cause I, I, I play, man. I just do playing. I don't want to try to be a coach. I got a few ideas I think will, will be able to help. But I, I mean, in one, in one, we need better. We, we need to recruit better as well. Even how, as good as recruit we've been doing, like we, we so worried about right kind of guys. I mean, no offense to that. Like that's cool. And we know what that means, right? We know what that means. The kids that can get into Notre Dame, let's, let's call it, <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. Like, we, we ain't going to be able to get every single player that a guy like that Clemson that we're not going to, but we need to, I'm going to be honest, all this right kind of guy, you need a four point, no offense. I hate to say it. It's just, I speak real in this reality. If you're only going after these 4.0 kids, you're not going to beat no Bama. I'm sorry. So everybody who listened to this podcast, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> Y'all want these 4.0 kids or, no, uh, you know, they, they majored in AP classes all since high school. Yeah, you could have a few of them kids. That's cool. We can have a few of them. That's what Notre Dame's about. Great. That was cool. Back in the day, it was cool to do that. In 2021, people not going to that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. I have to, I, you guys have to hear the passion in my voice because I want you to, I want people to yeah, understand that. Absolutely. People think it's going to get sweet. Well, next year, well, next year, there is no next year until things change. I don't, that's why I say I keep stuff quiet because I don't know. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to, uh, to lower the standards. I'm not saying that. Y'all got to figure out a way to keep the standards and the recruit. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know if it's helping resources more because again, the school's tough. I, I've been there. I could, you guys been there too. You could say it's you hard. Could, you know, it's hard. It's not easy. <laughs> Yeah, it, and it, I didn't it, play a sport. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> People don't realize that. Like, a lot of us can't work because we are working. That's our job. Yeah, right. You know, we got spring ball now in the springtime, season time, summertime, like all year long. We're going to summer school. Like, it's we're working all year long. So, I, you know, I, I, I credit athletes in general, not even just football. I credit athletes to it. Like, it's unbelievable. But to, to think, like, to, in order to change, like, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's more resources. I don't know how to like if because we do got resources there. I'm not saying we don't. Like Notre Dame has resources. Like and if you utilize them, again, the graduation rates like one ninety eight percent. Like you will graduate. That's that that that's great. Don't get me wrong. You will graduate. But it's just you got to get some of those guys who care solely about who who care not solely about football, but who who if they don't make it in football. You know what I'm saying? They, they, it, I'm, try, I'm trying to see how to say you, you need guys who that's their ticket. Yeah, because you're gonna they're gonna graduate. That's cool. They're gonna graduate, but we need more guys where it's like, bro, football's ideally the most important thing. It sounds crazy to say, but you can't have a team full of guys who are only thinking about four for forty. Right. You feel me? Like you see, how I'm trying oh, to go with. It. Yeah. I'm, not trying to, I'm not downplaying because there's guys like me. I love academics. I, I was four for forty two. I thought about all that, but when it's, when I was on the field, I cared about ball. You know what I'm saying? I care about ball. It's like, bro, it was straight ball. There's not many guys who's 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 football who's able to turn on when it's football. You know, time to play football, time to play ball. When it's, we recruit so many guys who again, it's like they're smart players, they're good players, but you're not fast enough to play against Alabama. <laughs> you're not strong enough to play against Alabama. You're not elite enough to play against Clemson and out. Like, you know, what I'm saying, there's too, we have too many on our team. I play with a lot of those guys. I love them. 
love them. Like I said again, if fans or anybody want to get mad at me for what I'm saying right now, cool. I'm not. I'm not. I, I just keep it real, man. Like I said, my my teammates, my they, they they know I'm hard on this topic because it's like we need we need more elite. I'm talking about, and I, when I say elite, I'm talking about. I'm talking about elite, bro. Like, cause college is one thing. NFL is another thing. Like, you can recruit, you know, seventh rounders, guys, late rounders, free agents, and mold those into great players. You see what Seattle watched. Let me say Seattle watched. You see what the Seattle Seahawks did years ago with their draft picks. You know, drafting Richard Sherman in yeah. fifth round. A lot of those guys. The NFL is different. Once you get there, it's like this is the best of the best. You could so you could have guys who aren't first round in college. You're not winning no national title with only three stars. I'm sorry, it don't work. <laughs> It don't work. It just don't. It, it is, it's different. Like, college is more talent-driven. It, it, coaching, too. Don't get me wrong. You can get out-coached now. But you go against Alabama, one that got Nick Saban. But it's like, you look at their players, bro. Their third, fourth backup is, he running full three. Yeah, Devontae Smith wasn't even the number one receiver going into the season. Bro, bro, bro wins a Heisman. That's crazy <laughs> to me, bro. Like, you can, they, 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 um, starting to, you know, their backup tight end who got three reps, he going second round and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah, bro? Like, OJ right. Howard. Do you remember OJ Howard? Yeah. From Alabama. OJ Howard, I think he had five total touchdowns or something like that in his whole career. Whole career. I think all five or, or four of them came against Clemson. So obviously he played good against the you know, yeah. team. Bro went first round. <laughs> Bro went first round with five total touchdowns in his career. But again, you look at his traits. It was what, 6'6, 280, 4'5, 4'640. Like, we don't get those guys. And again, you could, it's, if it's because of school, I got nothing to say about that. I can't say nothing about that. I'm, I'm not in no, you know, I ain't, that ain't my jurisdiction that you're talking about. Oh, we need a lower standards. Nah, nah, because that's what makes Notre Dame special. But we got to find a way to get some of those guys, some of those freak athletes, more of them. We can't just get, okay, we only got one five star. Everything else is two or three stars, some four stars. It can't be like that. Alabama getting too many fives, too many fours. Like, we got to make it appealing. I don't know how. Again, we're in South Bay, Indiana. Weather sucks. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, there's, there's some things I can't talk about, bro. You feel me? Like, no, I, yeah, you're preaching to the choir on the really South Bend thing. But the idea of it is, bro, we need, a better depth, like of like next man in type guys that were like, if it don't matter if he gets hurt, it don't matter. We got another elite one. It can't be okay. If he gets hurt, our, our backups, he's good, but he can't match up with all these other guys. It can't be like that. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> I'm going all day about this. I'm telling you, cause I'm, we need more dogs, man. We need some dogs around there, bro. Yeah. No, we, got, sure. we got, we got too many architects over there. No offense. <laughs> No offense. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just being real. We got too many Damn, going at the architect. You feel me? Like, look, 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 look. Listen, look, look. <laughs> I, I love, I love Corey Robinson. Like, that's my brother. Like, that's, like, that's a good friend of mine. Name, some, name, name someone at Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, where their top receiver doesn't play his last year because he wants to do something else. I respect Corey for doing for because again, Corey is one of the most brilliant people I've met in my life. Listen, what I'm telling you, in my life, I'm 27 years old. Corey is one of the most brilliant people I've met at Notre Dame in the league. I'm talking about in in, in life, uh, brilliant. So I knew Corey would want to do something else other than football. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Like I, he he used to do stuff during the, like, but he was projected to be a first round name name someone at yeah. Alabama, Clemson or whatever that says. You know what? I'm not gonna play. I want to go. Do this. I want to go be the president of the uni- University of Washington. I mean, at University, University of Washington. I'm in Seattle right now. University of Notre Dame. 
I want to go be the. Be, not, I think he was a president, student president, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. was. Like, that's what I'm saying. We got we, that, that's cool, but you don't win a national championship when your top people leave. It don't no. work. You know, if, if they don't desire to play football, like if it's again Notre Dame, that's what Notre, makes Notre Dame special, though. Like you know, like oh, you know, the idea of you can play at a high level and that. That's why I went there to be to do both for school and football. But it's like that we have to find a way to get a few guys in who might not be able to get in, who might struggle a little bit. But again, we might, let's let's divvy out some resources. We got the resources for some of these guys who yeah. can't hang. If they can't hang academically, we got we got we got to be able to show them and recruit. If you can't hang, we got resources for you. But we need you to win. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. We need you to win games because at the end of the day, you can't just be oh we're okay next year, eight wins, nine wins, maybe even ten wins, but then we get to the big game and keep losing. That's if that's what you want, then cool, keep it. If, if we're content with doing that, but it sounds like people want to win national championship. Okay, they go they ain't gonna win with the same formula we got. We need some more dogs. I'm gonna be real with you because you keep seeing these games. We getting our ass outran, out physical. You know, I don't know how to say out physical, but out physical. You seeing it? They did better this year in the front. They did better this year versus Alabama. I was impressed, but it was still bad. I, Beat I Clemson too. Huh? By your season. Clip. Oh yeah. The first and, one. It, 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 all right. You, you see what happened <laughs> that second game, right? When, when, that, when that blonde hair guy was back. Yeah. yeah he's pretty good. Y'all did see what happened. Well, I again, you, you can credit that first win if you want. And you can take it. A win is a win. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, but you see what happened when that blonde kid came back. <laughs> that blonde kid came back and did something a little different. Yeah. So, um, you feel me? No, definitely. People keep going back to that win. That win's good. That was a cool little win. That first one, that was a big win. I got you. But again, I, I, I'm, 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 strict, I'm strict. I can't give it to him just because he didn't play. I, I can't give it to him just because he didn't play. I can't do it. <laughs> Go ahead, though. My bad. I mean, yeah. When you want to win a national championship, totally. I think everything you're saying makes sense. But well, keep I mean, it real. Like, let's keep it real. You know, we here. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. I'm on this podcast to keep it real. I'm yeah, not on this I appreciate. I mean, that's why we, we appreciate it. That's why we're having. <laughs> I'm not here to be liked, to be loved. I'm not here for that. I'm here to be real y'all yeah. if y'all love reality y'all gonna love me y'all don't like the reality it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt people won't talk about me on twitter i'm probably gonna get at oh i'm telling y'all now who listening to this i'm telling I you a lot of people you. are gonna agree with people you are gonna like, agree with included so. yeah no 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 yeah i hope so because that's i'm tired of seeing it bro it's like it's not and it's not even a secret like so when you watch the game you watch our games even versus bama when i played but they were better than us it wasn't it got nothing to do with and we had talent my freshman year. We had it. But if you just looked at it, bro, we, bro, they, their front killed us. Like, we missed too many tackles because we just, like, they were just stronger. Yeah. Like, we were bouncing off tackles. No offense, like but tackles. during pregame warm-ups, I was at that game, and I think that's when I started to get a little nervous just looking at how big the they size were. difference. <laughs> you? And, and I was in high school. Yeah, I was just watching from the crowd. And I think I was way yeah, up there, You had to go up bro, against some more. you talking about you got nervous. My two, I was a true freshman. Like, oh, damn. Like, Hey, bro, did, bro. did you all right be honest did you have a moment in the pregame where you're like oh shit <laughs> silent silent bro i told you i keep it real right you know i keep it real i remember turning around pregame and i see how much different they look bro <laughs> i had a moment of like this can't be real like it cannot be real they can't be that big bro and i, I bro i remember bro it was unbelievable like i remember when i hit eddie lacy i the story is hilarious because you can ask my grandpa about it to this day. My chest hurt for like four four days, maybe close to a week, bro. <laughs> I'll never forget this tackle. I tackle it was like he almost scored. He ended up he, he ended up like 
I tackled him. He ended up like tumbling to like the like, four yard line. Bro, it took me a minute to get up. My chest hurt the rest of the day, bro. Like, he had, like his foot hit my chest. Bro, I never felt nothing like it to this day. Like, it was, he just ran so hard, bro. Like, it was different. I remember literally the rest of the game, like, oh my God, this is rough. <laughs> this is rough. Like, they were just different, bro. They, like, they kept like our and our D line was good that year. Our yeah. D line was good, right? Man, we didn't. We didn't How Stephon Tuitt is still in the NFL, dominating. Yeah, hey, I love Tuitt, bro. We did not play, bro. They were just they were different, bro. So I, I witnessed it. I witnessed it. Like I seen it. Like Ohio State, even when we played against Ohio State again, we weren't fully equipped to staff, but bro, they just bro, you can't compete with these guys. Like I said, if you just only. If you want just the valedictorian on your team, I'm, I'm if you only want 3.9 kids, to, I'm talking about just football. I'm not talking about, you know, just you know, in t- my morals and in my integrity. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about football. If, you own, if you're not recruiting some of these kids in Alabama or, you know, Louisiana, Florida, where, where, where football is king, I'm sorry, bro. It ain't going to work. To win a national championship, it ain't gonna work. You you'll keep beating Purdue and you know I, I, all these other Big Ten schools. You'll keep beating them teams and USC. You're not gonna beat Bama. You're not gonna beat Ohio State, Clemson. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it with the roster you keep getting unless it start things start changing. Just call them a spade a spade. No, it's that's unfortunately <laughs> true. I got to ask though, like, so obviously I think you're, 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 you're speaking a lot of truths to us right now, but you're also yeah. saying that you still obviously appreciate what makes Notre Dame special. And when you were there, yeah, like you went through a lot, obviously had a lot of on-field success. We mentioned already what you went through, but then once you got drafted, you came back and got your degree. So ultimately yeah, what, what kind of, what is it that you're most proud of, of your time in Notre Dame? Ah, uh, for me, bro. I mean, I the one thing I'm most proud of actually is getting a degree, obviously, especially to go through what I went through, right? To get suspended for a whole year, not just a semester. Bro. I was gone for a year, dog. Like to get suspended for a whole year and then to come back, you know, and play my senior year, that was big. But then, yeah, to go back and get my degree, like to go back and get my degree and do it the right way. Obviously, you know, I went back, was smart about, you know, <laughs> how I use my resources. <laughs> I was very smart about how I used my resources when I went back. Believe me. But I used to make sure, like, when I used to get tutored and stuff, I used to make sure, like, do I got to cite you? <laughs> are, we, are we good? Like, can I utilize this information? Like, but I, I'm just joking on that. But I, 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 take, I, I take pride in going back to get my degree, man. That's definitely the most, you know, fulfilling moment for me and my family to be able to go back while I was in the league. Like I said, I was going to do. And to go get it, you know, that was probably the biggest thing for me, brother. Oh, yeah. All right, man. This has been awesome. We'll finish up with, like, a couple rapid-fire questions. Yeah, you good, go. bro. So, Take your time. I, I, I told you I ain't got nothing to do, but I'll give you whatever <laughs> you need, brother. Okay. Malik said that you were the biggest trash talker on the team. Who is the best <laughs> at dishing it back, if anyone? Oh, maybe not even maybe not even a teammate, but, like, an opponent. Like, did you ever come across someone where you talk something, and they said it back, you're like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> it's funny because, let me see, who – in college, you're talking about, oh, man. I'm trying to think right now. Who was really good at talk? I mean, it's funny. Um, Jalen Saunders. Yeah. He played for Oklahoma. Oh, he was a slot receiver. It's crazy. I don't know where. Bro, talk the more. Uh, he talked so much. I was <laughs> I was quiet. <laughs> he talked. I'm talking about, it was every play, though. Like, he got, it got to a point where it's like you couldn't keep up with him. Like, you could talk. It was like. 
But I'm talking about every every play, bro. You suck. I'm like, what? Like you didn't even, you didn't even catch a ball. Bro, you sorry as hell. Like he talking every play, and it's like, bro, you like I was killing versus him too. I remember literally saying something about like I was like, bro, you ain't even got to catch yet. Bro, they're not throwing the ball, but you suck. I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like you ain't caught anything today. Every single play, he had a, he he almost took a screen to the house. He had like a little screen. It wasn't even on me. Bro found a way to find me and still talk about it. I told you you sorry, boy. Where you at? Bro, you ran the other way. What are you talking about? Like, but he came up to me talking about I told he told me I was sorry and he I couldn't mess with him, bro. The whole game. The whole game. Because Kenny Stills talked a little bit too, but he didn't really talk to me much. He he was talking to Bennett yeah, more. I remember you got a more, flag at the end of that game for that. Elijah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, him and Bennett was going at it. Like him and Bennett was going at it, bro. But yeah, Jalen Saunders, bro. Like on my team, guys used to talk, but it was kind of more so like just like he talked. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just he go. He, if you if you knew to a team you didn't know, they be like, all right, bro, that's him. Just let him. Cause I used sometimes, bro. I used to have to get myself in it. Like I don't talk as much as I used to in college. But I used to have to yeah. get myself in it, bro. Like nowadays, I don't talk as much. I still do a little bit. Like I'm still like, uh, you know, I do talk back and shit. Like, but if nobody's talking to me, I'm not gonna get in your. I'm not gonna try to. You know how Jalen Ramsey do it? Like he he'll do it whether yeah. you talk to him or not. Like, for mm-hmm. me, I got to be wild up. Like, you know, I got to be wild up. Like, if, if I know you somebody who's going to chat, oh, yeah, we're going to have a good day. But if you're a quiet dude, like, I ain't going to bother you, bro. Like, I ain't, I'm not going to sit here and talk to myself all day. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, you, yeah, so if you don't acknowledge me, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll give you a few and I'm done. But Jalen Saunders, boy. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, he's the one. Well, he's the one. He's the one. That motherfucker. Oh, I, I, I was so happy we won that game because he was, Whoo wee! He, he he borderline got he he didn't get under my skin, but it was it was it was getting there. <laughs> did you see him there. after the game? Like, did you say anything at midfield? I when just the game looked at him. Over? I didn't even say nothing, bro. But he like he, he had like a little smirk. He didn't say nothing to me though. He looked at me like he had like a smirk of like, bro, you suck. <laughs> you know that smirk? <laughs> oh man! Because <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, he truly believed I sucked. I think. I think he's like, I'm not even joking. I think he. I don't know if it was just trash talk. I think he truly didn't like me. I think he truly was like thought I was not good, even though I killed versus Oklahoma too. I had nine, I think I had a nine tackles and pass break. I was killing versus that game. And they, but he was, everything I did, bro, you're not even good, bro, you're not even good. I'll make a play. I'll look at him, bro, you're not good. Like he kept saying, bro, the whole game. That's why I, I, I laugh about it to this day because he, bro, he was not. He was That's serious. Great. Who who would you say is the best receiver you've ever gone up against? Ever gone up get in yeah, league, league and in college, college or what? Yeah, college. yeah. College. any level. See, league and you know, obviously in the league, I ain't went against everybody because I ain't really started much in the league. But I had, and obviously, you know, I went. In, I played a lot when I played Mike Evans. Mike Evans good. Mike Evans really good, actually. Uh, I didn't play versus Julio, but Julio freakish. Just from when I, I was on the sideline watching, he freakish, bro. It's so for me personally, who I went against. I went against Keenan and Mike Williams too. And boy, them. Keenan route run is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, ain't fast at all, though. Like, I love Keenan. Respect to Keenan. I was in charge for a little bit. Not fast at all. But route running, woo-wee. Boy, he hit me with a back shoulder when I played against them. It was like right before halftime. Didn't even think it was going to happen. The motherfucker just found a way to get in there. <laughs> well, I was back shoulder right on the sideline. Ran it so smooth, though. I, yeah, so I don't want to give you nothing just yet because again, okay. I ain't played enough players in the in the league just yet. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna actually, I, I I gotta I gotta earn my own stripes a little bit more. What about college? College though, see the best I played in the college is probably see I played against Amari Cooper. He was a true he was a true freshman, oh, just yeah. like me when we played. Coop he was good, like Coop was good. I ain't gonna lie, but like 
see, I, let's see, when I played, we played a lot of zone. We played Alabama, though. We didn't play a ton of man. Not like that was getting us killed too, by the way. <laughs> that, that zone, AJ McCarron was tearing that zone up too. But uh, Amari Amari Cool was good. Kenny was good, but I wouldn't say. But um, Robert Woods, Robert Woods was fire. I ain't gonna lie. Like Woody at USC, USC Woody different. Like people don't realize how yeah. good Woody was at USC. And that was during the year when um, Marquise was balling. But we played them. That was that. That was the game we talked about earlier. We alluded to earlier. Man, I, I hit <laughs> the very first time I lined up against Robert Woods. He hit me with a dig route, you know, inside him, you know, 10 yard in cut. Man, it was so precise and crystal. Like, I remember I got beat on it and I looked at the quarterback to see if he was going to throw it. He didn't throw it. And I kind of like, whew, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I remember just briefly saying, thank you, bro, because he got me. Like, I, it was so fast. It was like the first play of the game. So I think it was the first or second play of the game. So, you know, my feet wasn't really ready. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he just, it is took off. I was like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. And he ran this crisp ass dig route and then he, he, so he beat me on it, but they didn't catch it. And so I was like, okay. So I think in college, Robert Woods, I ain't gonna lie, Robert Woods was he was somebody he was special in college. All right. Before we do we started doing this, you said you were a business major and uh that was hard as shit. So what was the most difficult class you had to take at Notre Dame? Boy, 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 what this the IT management or accounting. Oh my boy. Was it counting that back because it's boring or was it like it was so was hard like... for me, bro? Like it was it's boring though, but I don't get it wrong. Bro, accounting was hard. I'm talking Sorry about like, to all our accountants <laughs> listening to this, but but shout out to everybody who majored in accounting or if you're an accountant to this day, whatever, bro. Cause I applaud y'all. That was the hardest class I accounting one and two, but one was rough. Like rough, I don't know what it was. Like I, I got and then I got behind the A ball and it was over. Once you get behind accounting, yeah. it's over. Like I remember. I remember getting behind and asking the teacher, what do I have to get <laughs> you know, on this next thing? You know, yeah. you ask the teacher before yeah. the test. Like, That's you know never you good. Do, yeah. You know you're struggling. If you ask the teacher, what do I got to get to pass? Yeah. So I remember asking her before, like, the deadline to drop the class. I was like, okay, where am I at? I think I had a D at the time. This is the lowest grade I ever had at ND2. I think I had a D at the time. I was just struggling. Like, I said, okay, this ain't it for me. I'm struggling. And I asked her, like, what do I got to get in this next test not to fail this class? She was like, you probably got to get close to, like, you know, 80 plus. 80 plus? I, I think all the other tests, I think every other test, I think I got, like, a 30 or 40, right, at the time. Oh, I'm talking about this, and with the curve, right. probably, like, a 50-something, right? You know, because men, you know, they give it a curve sometimes. Man, she said an 80-something. I looked, at, I looked at the material I needed to know to get an 80 on this test. And guess what I did? Went straight to the office, <laughs> yeah. dropped that class. Not this semester. <laughs> Not this one. I looked at the material. I was like, okay, I don't don't know that. Don't know that. So that's already 70 points. I was was like, oh yeah, it's over. I was like, (laughs) I went straight and dropped that class and retook it again. I I ended up getting I think a B minus in the class. But when I say the next time I the next time I took it again, I was with a tutor every single day, basically, because I I, it was that hard for me. So I eventually got a B minus, but it was it was like I I got (laughs) they they worked with me to get that B minus, boy. Yeah, county was rough. And then I think the last question we have for you is what's the most hostile road environment you've ever played in? Ooh, yeah, I like this question. I like this one. Uh, college or NFL, what are we talking about? Uh yeah, college. Probably college, because college is you know, big it's bigger crowds. <sighs> that Norman, Oklahoma. I ain't gonna lie, boy. <laughs> but that Clemson oh, game yeah. too. Oh my goodness. Hold on, boy. I don't know, man. It's either Norman, it's either Norman 2012 or Clemson 2015. Them two, 
It was a hurricane. Clinton, remember, remember yeah. that tsunami he was in? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. We're, yeah, I was there. That I was crazy. crazy. That's what made it even more hostile. That's what made that game, I think, I man, I'm trying did you guys? Did you? Are you guys in high school though? Did you guys go to the Norman Oklahoma? I game? didn't go to that one. No. No. Bro, when I but say, saw it on TV, they had the checkerboard, red and white, in the crowd. It was crazy. And bro, Stoops had like Norman, never lost a home game or some shit. The like that. Norman Oklahoma still to this day is my number. It's my number one favorite. Like I still got over any game. The Clemson one was great, but it's either that okay. out of those two though. But the Norman game, bro, I remember running in. And some of the players were clapping their hands, yelling and stuff. Welcome to Norman, boys. Welcome to Norman. Like from the Oklahoma team, I was like, oh, this is crazy. I was a true freshman. And then I think we were 7-0 and and they were like 6-1. and We were number five in the country. They were number eight. And it was on college game day. Like, bro, it, yeah, that Norman game, bro, was ridiculous. I ain't gonna lie. I think that was the one. That's probably the one. Oh, yeah. That Norman game, boy. And then we came out and beat them the way we did. So that, like, it was, it felt, it was, at first it was going, they were going crazy. Man, you didn't hear them towards the fourth, fourth quarter, though. But the first half, oh my lord, boy, you couldn't hear a thing. Wow, hold on, hold on, I don't know, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, Michigan, the big house, too. Uh, I was at that one, yeah, that was tough. I had a terrible game, though, that's what they, so for me personally, the Michigan game got in my head the most, that's why my game, I, I gave up two touchdowns, I was, oh, that was an ugly game. After that game, I killed my sophomore year, but I remember, and that, I, just a side note, I credit that Michigan game to the reason why I played well toward, in my sophomore towards the end of the year. Because I remember watching that game, my DB coach, and he was like, you can't put film like this out again. Like, I was I was in tears and everything, how bad I played. Like, it, it hurt my feelings, bro. I did not play good that game. And especially on the big stage, I let, I let I literally let the emotions get to me. I felt, when I tell you I felt the aura of the crowd, so actually, yeah, the Michigan game for yeah, me is the Michigan game. Because <laughs> there was 150. There's 115 plus thousand people at the game. 115,000, yeah. bro. Think about that. I felt all of it. Every negative energy, I felt it all. So that that game, Michigan 2013. Kawhi, this has been incredible. If you ever want to voice your opinions on the Northern football team during the season after a game, <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. Yeah, that's what I should great. do. I need to get on the on the podcast so I can that, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna take you, I'm gonna Perfect. take you up on that, brother. All right. Thanks again, okay. man. This has been great. We'll talk to you again soon. Hey, Tyler, how you say your last name, bro? Wojak. Where, where's where you from? Wojak. Uh it's Polish. Polish. Nice, brother. Hey, yeah. Tyler and Luke, I appreciate you guys having me for real, dog. And to the fan and to the fans, if y'all at me and say some negative stuff, just know I like to block people. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> just letting right, you bro. know. So don't get mad if you get blocked. You can say something crazy to me. Just just saying. All right. Good <laughs> luck a, this year, man. Have a good one, y'all. I'll talk to you soon.